0: Welcome to the Sunday Morning Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Horsham. This message is by Jonathan Dyke. What a blessing. Awesome. Am I in the right place? Yeah. I don't mean am I in Horsham, I know that, but I'm in the right place here. So, um, those of you that may not know me... Oh, you should. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke. Uh, my name is Jonathan uh, Dyke and it's, uh, it's my joy and privilege to be the Congregational Leader in Worthing where it was sunny this morning. <laughs> but that's okay, we are people who are waterproof. <laughs> How many of you already know that God has touched your life since you turned up at 10? Just put your hands up. Are we, are we able to do a camera shot? just keep them up just for a minute. Are we able to do to a camera shot of this while people's hands are up if you're at home and you know God's really touched your life? Please put it on the chat because it just encourages people, it blesses people, it exhorts people. Just keep your hands up just for a moment. Um, we've, all, we've all used the old sh- this morning, so it's all fine. Because this is all part of giving the Lord praise. I, I believe it's one half giving thanks because he's done something is one half. The other half is I'm going to thank him because of who he is. Does that make sense of anybody here, anybody watching? So this first one is, yeah, sometimes I put a hand up because of what he's done. He's amazing. He's healed me. He's taken those nightmares away. He's, he's broken up. And that, that's all right. But sometimes it's just this one. Lord, you're just amazing. Whether you've moved my life or not, whether you've blessed me or not, whether I'm late or not, whether I'm good or not, you're just amazing. And I'm going to lift this hand up to the whole world and say, you're amazing, Jesus. You are so good. You're so wonderful. I'm going to start getting a bit shouty in a minute. Please forgive me. Front row is fine. You're all waterproof. <laughs> <laughs> Glory to Jesus. So when... Uh, sorry? Did you say, oh, man, that's fine. <laughs> Excellent. You married a good person. It's, it's awesome. So today... Um, God's just been preparing my heart and I'm sure he's been preparing your hearts if you're here in Horsham and I know people in Worthing, Burgesson and Crawley Crawley got a barbecue later which is amazing, thank you Jesus I don't know where it is otherwise he'd invite everybody and that would be rude but um, God has really been speaking to us hasn't he, about intimacy intimacy or in brackets get into Jesus alright, so I, I like to kind of use words like that and just make them work for me because i'm a fairly simple kind of person i like to know how things work i like to know how things operate Uh, so i I just say i I just want to get into jesus jesus is into you he loves you he thinks you're amazing look around the room i mean only jesus can think like that right Jesus thinks you're brilliant. I mean, look at all of the... I mean, Chris came in with the lime green thing on. I thought he was going for surgery. It's like, what are you wearing that for, my friend? Everybody's got different masks on, different colours, different reasons. But let me tell you, when you look upon Jesus, we look at him maskless. And I just want to encourage you, whether you're in the room or whether you're in the room of your own home, that Jesus, when he looks at you, he looks at you maskless. Less. It's amazing when you think of it. He wants to speak into your heart. He wants to speak into your body. He wants to speak into your marriage if you're married. He wants to speak into your single journey if you're single. He wants to speak into your workplace. But he speaks without a mask. You can see his lips moving. And as I've just been preparing for today, God, I'll share this with Pastor Carver a little bit. Um, I can't remember which day it was. He said, have you got a word for Friday, uh, Sunday? And I said, yes. I thought, that well, that's a good answer. It's a good question. I didn't tell him what it was. I thought, well, I should have done. I apologise. Um, but i shared a little bit more about it this morning. But today, this morning, this afternoon, whenever you're watching this, God wants to help you know whatever situation life has thrown at you or circumstances have dealt you as we look at a little story of a real story, this is a true story, this is not a once upon a time story, this is a once in time story. This is not about some superhero that found a phone box and ran in it and changed and came out like Superman wearing his pants outside his trousers. It's not about that, this is about Jesus who performed miracles, who touched the lives that no one else wanted to touch and changed them forever. And we're going to look at a little bit of the Bible. It's in uh, Matthew, chapter nine. Matthew was a great guy. I love just reading, looking at Matthew. Um, so the particular verses that I'm going to use will come up on the screen behind me. Thank you, Michael. Michael is brilliant. i will just waving at Michael. I have to because he's in the word in congregation. But it's, we love you, Michael. Thanks for coming up with your family. His family represent about five percent of the whole congregation in the room. There are loads of people from Michael's family. They're a blessing. We love them. Hallelujah. There is a process that I want to kind of take us on for a few moments and then God wants to move in power. Is that okay? Even more. There's there's a whole bit in here, uh, which actually starts at Matthew 8. Remember the story of Matthew 8? You don't have to go there if you don't want to, but in the middle of the night, in the middle of nowhere, this guy with his skin condition comes out. I think you might have heard this message recently. Doesn't matter. I'm just setting the context. But this guy comes out who really ha- had to live as a social outcast. He lived outside the normal world. He lived outside the normal civilised kind of day-to-day because of his condition, but also how his condition was seen. And this guy came out and he was a leper. Say leper. leper. Well done. If you're on screen, say leper. I, I trust that you will be. And he came up to Jesus and he first said, Lord, and he bowed down, and, which is a sign of kind of submission and obedience and, and kind of just, you know, Lord, I know that you're brilliant and awesome, but... He said to him, Lord, if if you're willing, you can heal me. Do you remember that little line? And I love this line because Jesus took the if out. He says, I am willing. But we find that's just the beginning of this intimacy, that this man that had leprosy came to Jesus. Because at the end of that little story, it says that Jesus reached out and touched him. Now, just to put this in context, right? You're not supposed to do that. A man like Jesus should not touch a man like this. Because there was a viewpoint that immediately meant they weren't really right before God. And they, they couldn't be. They had to go through a whole process of getting right with God. But you see, this is the funny bit about being intimate with Jesus. The intimacy of the leper meant that when people in the crowd began to titter and said, Jesus touched the leper, Jesus said, what leper? Don't you just love that? When the world is saying, Jesus can't do that, Jesus can't do that, you're too fat, you're too thin, you're too rich, you're too poor, you don't speak properly, Jesus says, well, I'm going to take the if out for you. And I'm going to touch your life, whether the world thinks you should or whether the world thinks you should not, I'm going to touch it anyway. And then we have another load of stories from Matthew 8. You have... uh, the, the faith of the centurion. I haven't seen such great faith in all of Israel. Whoop, 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 whoop. And suddenly his servant is healed. Then two men that were controlled by the devil, they were doing all kinds of crazy things. And he just went and sorted them out. And then the other one that I love in this story is, Jesus says, pick up your mat and walk moment. And I think today for some of you, for some of people online, today's going to be your pick up your mat and walk day. What I mean by that is every other day that you've lived, carrying a mat today you're going to leave it on the floor and you're going to walk. Whatever long-term prognosis, diagnosis, fear, worry, anxiety, things that just make you go, what's going to happen to me? It's your max. And God is saying, no, you can leave it today and you can get up and walk. So by the end of this session... Some of us are just going to be walking different. We're going to be breathing different. We're going to be hearing different. And we're going to be looking different. Is that okay? Yeah. So we're going to dip in to uh, chapter uh, 9 of Matthew, verse 18. All right, And this is where some principles here that I believe if we go with it, God's going to really help us. Is that okay? It's going to help you in the room. is going to help you in the room of your own homes. I, I'm, going, I'm reading from the NIV, uh, the nearly infallible version, or the New International Version, whatever you want to call it. And um, let, let me, let's, let's hear verse 18. I'm trying to find verse 18. Uh, I'll just start at verse 18, yeah. While he was saying this, while he was saying what about new wine and new wineskins and all this kind of thing, which is a whole load of messages on its own, a ruler came and knelt before him, humility, intimacy. He approached with a, Jesus, I know you're a particular person and I know I'm not kind of there yet, but I'm going to kneel before you. And Jesus always responds a humble approach not a needy approach approach, or even a a, 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 even a passionate one sometimes but if we just say Jesus I can't do this can you do it for me he will Jesus I need your help can you help me he will Jesus can you take the pain away because I can't do it he will but this ruler, it's probably a synagogue ruler, maybe as a church leader, I have no idea, right? He says this, my daughter has died. Can you just say that after me? My daughter has died. I'm just so thankful that there's a comma there. So for those of you that somehow think that in your reason, whatever you've done, you can't change it. However you've lived, you can't amend it. Whatever you've done in a past life, you can't get it back. We're living in a full stop when God wants us to live beyond a comma because there's a but after this. If you're in the room, if you're watching in the room of your own home and you suddenly think, well, yeah, I know Jesus is all right for everybody else, but that's enough. But he can help you. But don't stay in the full stop moment. I've mucked up, God can't do anything. Full stop, no. I've mucked up, God can't do anything, but his grace is greater than my stupidity. (laughs) Oh, that shouldn't have come out of my mouth. Oh, what if they hear at work? Oh, no, I can't be used by God anymore. Full stop, or you can go, but God can cleanse that. Is this making some sense to you? See, 18 months ago, when I had this kind of medical thing, it could have been a full stop, but I didn't make it a full stop. I made it a comma. Okay, I know what the world's saying, but it's a comma. But God is able to do far more than you ask or imagine. So I just started to imagine for more. Yeah. Woohoo! Come on, if you're gonna use that imagination and do stuff with it, I'm gonna put a comma in my imagination, and say, oh, I can't imagine any different. But Lord, I'm gonna think higher. Is this making any sense? There's some goods here, goods here. No idea what's happening in the middle, but hallelujah anyway. But this guy says, my daughter is dead, it's, term- it's finished, it's terminal, it's end, it's toast. But, if you come. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my workplace is doing my head. I, I don't mean that about mine, I love my workplace, sorry. <laughs> I thought I'd just put that in. <laughs> B45 on the way, anyway. I love my place of work, but maybe you don't. But I can remember when the Lord, I, I'd not been saved very long, um, the Lord sent me into, right into the middle of an engineering company. I was one Christian in a whole about 100 people. And I, I suddenly realised that language was a funny thing. Uh, nothing moved until he swore at it. <laughs> so there's ladies in the room, there's people watching, I'm not going to go there, but you understand what I mean? Nothing moved until he told it to off somewhere. <laughs> But, so, but for some reason, God had taken that out of my heart and I couldn't do that. And it's like, I don't know how to do anything here. And the Lord said, okay, you've got two choices. You can either stay with, this is how it's always gonna be forever, suck it up and just f- fake it until you make it. <laughs> or you can believe me to move in this situation. He had to get rid of my full stop of doubt. And Okay, Lord, if I'm here, I'm here for a reason. It's not, oh my God, why have you sent me here? Or here I am, Lord, send them. It wasn't that, it was okay, Lord, you're here for, you sent me here for a reason, so please do something, and he did. And One by one, people began to respond to the love and the kindness of Jesus. So I just want to encourage you. You might look around the window of your own life. It's great to be in a room like this, and I love it. The presence of the Lord is amazing. I love Jesus, don't you? But God doesn't want you to live as a full-stop person. I want you to live as a comma person, because you might know people that don't know Jesus yet. They might have abused you, might have shouted at you, may not have sworn at you, may not have cut you off. But if we only think full stop with them, we don't let Jesus be intimate with them. Okay, this person is a right pain, but I'm going to pray for them anyway. This person has really upset me; they've offended me. But Lord, I'm going to give that offence to you. Please use this. Do you understand that? And here's an example of how we can live in intimacy in. Get into Jesus. Go beyond the full stop of our circumstance and beyond the full stop of our lives. Don't live in a full stop, but live beyond the comma. Why? Because Psalm 145 says this. Michael's trying to find it. Don't worry, it's not there. Psalm 145 verse 19 says this. He fulfils the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. How many of you want a day like that? Every time we cry up, God comes down and does something. How cool is that? Man, I want to live like that all the time. So I'm not going to say, oh, no, it's Monday tomorrow. Oh, no. I It's Monday tomorrow, but you've made me for Monday. And you've made Monday for me. So I encourage you, get up early. Make the day how you want it before the day makes you. Awake the dawn. Anybody here called Dawn? <laughs> Anybody online called Dawn? If you're on Dawn, put in there on the chat saying, yes, you've just woken me up. But you know what I mean? Let's wake up. Let's not be a full song. Oh, I don't like Mondays. There's a song there. I used to buy it. I don't like it anymore. Uh, what? You to be a certain age for that one. You and me, mate. But don't be a Monday Christian, be an all time Christian. Yeah, God bless me on a Sunday, comma, and he'll bless me tomorrow. Yeah. God moved on my life today, and he will tomorrow. So we've got to get rid of that. Okay, next one, because you're holding me up now. Verse, verse 23. And again, I just love this. This is the end of the intimacy. Verse 23. Uh, this light's amazing. Well, I can see it's my own face. Jesus entered the ruler's house. Now, again, on the face of it, should he have gone there? Don't know. Some people thought he should, some people thought he shouldn't. But this is interesting. It doesn't say this in Matthew, but in Luke it says Jesus only took five people with him. Any idea who they might have been? Sorry? Peter, James, and John, three. And the parents. Daniela. For those of you watching, Daniela wins a prize. There you can give her a clap, that was amazing. That's what happens when you go on holiday. <laughs> Come back refreshed, hallelujah. Jesus took the five people who were the most intimate in the condition Peter, James, and John, who just had a different kind of relationship, fellowship with Jesus, and the parents. Well, of course, they're interested. Can I just encourage you that? If you're a married couple or maybe you're the only married person in your marriage, uh, sorry, the only Christian in your marriage, you get intimate with Jesus. Spend some time with him. Open up your heart to him and he'll bring others into that intimacy. Don't pester your spouse to get saved. Just keep pushing into Jesus. Just let him keep coming into the room of your home, your heart, your head, your mind. Just let him keep coming into the home. Even if you don't think he should be there, just let him come in. Let him come in through praise, worship, prayer, obedience. Just let him come in. Don't just put the one hand up of thank you that you've done it, but both hands up of thank you that you're brilliant. Let him come in. Jesus entered the ruler's house. He didn't force his way in. He came in by invitation. Maybe some of you are here. Maybe some of you are watching online. That Maybe you haven't invited Jesus into your house yet, because you think your house is too messy. Well, guess what? He already knows. Maybe you've not invited Jesus into your home yet, because you think, "Oh, there's secret stuff and stuff I've hidden under the mattress of past." He knows. Maybe you don't want Jesus to come into your, to life because you just don't be- into your house because you just don't believe He's real. He's real. He's alive and he loves you. And he'll come where he's invited. He doesn't come where conditions are met. He comes where there's a heart of God. How cool is that? Jesus used to get told off for of visiting all kinds of people that nobody else would go near, but Jesus has this principle of, I'll come where people want me to come. Not just need me to come, but they know that if I'm in the room, something's gonna change. And if you're like that, mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I'll tell you, my, my house at the moment, is eight of us living in my house, it's amazing. It's amazing because four of them are under 14. Actually, four of them under 14. They're running around. More energy than me. But the life and the vibrancy and the innocence of family... Does that make sense? And Jesus wants you, whether you're in the room, whether you're in the room of your own homes, he wants you to enjoy the intimacy of being in family. Family of believers, a family of worshippers, a family of praisers. Family of people that love Jesus. It says in Psalm 16, verse 11, You make known to me the path of life. You fill me with joy in your presence and internal pleasures at your right hand. When Jesus comes into the room of our lives, he comes with stuff. He doesn't just come to be, he comes to do. And in this scenario, he came to do. This is one interesting point in this particular story. I'm just going to dwell on it just for a moment, if you'll allow me. He saw the flute players and the noisy crowd, and he said, clear off. Okay, I didn't say that, but he said that. It was a custom of the day to hire mourners, weepers, gnashes of teeth, so you didn't wear your teeth out. So when he came into this house, there was an atmosphere of nothing's going to happen here. There was an atmosphere of, this is a full stop scenario. Breath has left, vital signs have gone, toast, end, history. And sometimes we can live in a house, in a workplace, in a community, maybe online in your own churches, congregations, where there is more sound of lifelessness than there is of life. I'm not here to criticise anybody, right? We just need to be careful of the noise that we tell to go. We have to be careful of all of the noise in our head. And then we had this whole series of, vo- of voicing the noise. I don't know about you, but man, I was retuning my radar inside of my life. I was retuning the words that I was listening to. I was retuning the words that I watched because I didn't want the sound of lifelessness to come in where there was life. Have you got that? And Jesus just said, no. You're in the wrong season. We don't need you here. We don't need you in the room. Because this young person, this daughter, is not dead. She's asleep. That's faith. That's faith. That's Jesus' faith that he wants you and I, if you know Jesus, to live like that. This situation is not dead. It's just asleep. I'm going to wake it up. This situation is not the end, it's just temporary, I'm gonna wake it up. Jesus came to wake up this situation. Changed the sound, he brought people in with him that kind of knew where he was going, maybe not enough to to have done it, but they knew him enough to know, okay, this is gonna be interesting. Is is that making some sense? So because in in a little while when I'm done, in in about two or three hours, Because there's people in Italy watching it and they're already having tea. And there's people in America that are just having breakfast. It's very confusing. But in a few hours' time, not really, I'm going to ask you around this table to have a bit of a think about, right, what's the noise that's going on around my life? I just need to tell it to leave. Doubt maybe, fear maybe, accusation maybe, or the woulda, coulda, shoulda syndrome. I would have done it, I could have done it, should have done it, no, no, no. Chuck it all out the window, bye-bye. And say, now come, come in, Jesus, into my sea. into me, into my sea. Jesus wants intimacy on the innermost, not the sound of lifelessness, despair, rejection, condemnation, there is none for those who are in Christ Jesus. Well, I live with it, then tell it to shut up. I learned this years and years ago, when I first came to Kingdom Faith about 300 years ago, out of a cave near Milton Keynes, next to the concrete cows, <laughs> hallelujah. I had a real passion in my heart. I had a real, well, I want to be like Pastor Connie because he's awesome. Yeah, you can clap Pastor Connie. please don't clap that. That's, Pastor Connie. we love you, you're awesome. But in my heart, it became more than a desire, it was a bit of an obsessive. It's like, I want to talk like him, walk like him, I even want to get really gray hair like him, hallelujah. <laughs> God said to me, if you're, if you're trying to be him, you're not trying to be me. Yeah. Ooh. There's an ouch. What I believe Jesus meant by that is, don't aspire to be like any of those people Aspire to be like Jesus. He will use people like that to help us, like Peter, James and John. Here's another point in here in case you're thinking, where's he going with this? I believe in intimacy in this season where Jesus is saying, I want to come into your room. Do you want to come in with me? I want to come into your life. Do you want to come in with me? I believe these five people saw miracles that Jesus wants you and I to see all the time. That one went straight over everybody's head. As I believe in this position of intimacy, come on, these five people saw a miracle that no one else saw. And I believe Jesus wants the same for you and for me. I believe it with all my heart. I believe it as we journey together, as we say, Jesus come into my life, I'm getting rid of that sound, I'm getting rid of that noise, I'm getting rid of that habit, I'm getting rid of this tradition, because if it's not got life in it, it's lifeless. I believe God is gonna release such power. And I mean dead raising power. Come on. But these five people They saw something that nobody else saw, and yet we're reading about it now. Don't you want to live like that? Where you are just seeing this flow of God's power. Of course, it's Jesus in the room. It's not my power. It's not by my might or by my... It's by Jesus, right? But Jesus wants to so dwell in our lives. If you're on the line, definitely. I know there's some people today, you don't know Jesus yet, you're just watching because you have to. Let him into your life. Just give up trying. Start believing. Don't live in a full stop, live in a comma. Here we have this. Everybody else goes. These guys watch. It's interesting, I I really felt the, kind of, the, the Lord speak to me about our young people. We've got some great young people. Some of them come, some of them don't yet come. I've, maybe you've got young people that don't yet know the Lord. They don't yet come into a community of faith. Well, listen, encourage you. One generation will tell of your wonders to another generation. And I believe this is the kind of thing that we're talking about: is that there are miracles, creative miracles, provision miracles, recreative miracles, bless, more than blessings. But things that just, you can't explain it, it's just God interventions. I believe God is drawing us aside so that we can see those, experience those, touch those, and then tell about those. Come on. Is it your home, your workplace, your ride on the bus, your ride in the tram becomes your miracle house? You're waiting by the bus. You're waiting at the bus stop. Becomes your platform where that intimacy of the Holy Spirit, you just get a prompt. Go and pray for it. Go and talk to that person. Or, okay, I'll let you into a couple of secrets, okay? I used to do this a lot because I'm just kind of wild like that. Uh, when, I was, when I used to go out into Horsham a lot doing stuff on the street, I used to go and find someone that had a crutch or a sling. Someone really obvious. I can say, God can hear me right now. Do you want me to pray for you? And you might think, why would you do that? I don't know. I do really because I wanted to put myself in a place where I had to trust God to do something. Come on. Now, if that might not be you. I'm not saying you do that. I was just saying it was a journey that God brought me on, which was, Lord, I'm gonna stay here until that right opportunity comes. And I was there all day, and all I did was drink coffee. Does anybody else know what I'm talking about? And then suddenly God said, no, the Bible says make the most of every opportunity. What? Who wrote this Bible? (laughs) I just want the opportunity that I feel moved in. And the Lord said, I am moving you all the time, move with it. And I've become the biggest full stop on my journey with Jesus. It's like, okay, Lord, I'm going to sit here until someone comes and nobody came. I just sat there collecting dust. And then suddenly I realized, no, 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 I'm just going to step out. I'm just going to follow the Holy Spirit. And if there's somebody out there, they need Jesus. Has yes, yes. someone <sighs> gone quiet in the room? Might have all gone quiet in the room at home. I don't know. All I'm saying is this intimacy is going to release. We're just going to watch God do miracles. Yes, yes. We're just going to watch God do amazing, creative things, power things. Why? Because we want intimacy with Him. And I just love this, again, I've said it already, where Jesus says, go away, the girl's not dead but asleep. They laughed at him, it says in Luke. They thought he was off on one. And maybe people have been laughing at you. Maybe people have been laughing at you because you've walked through this whole 18 months or maybe even the last few months and you've just held on to something that you can't describe. It's called faith in Jesus. Maybe you've just walk through your household, your workplace, your business. Maybe the your business that you're in is that pressure, but you've just known Jesus is in it and he's going to get you through it. But maybe people have laughed at it. It's like, ha, 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 why are you doing that? Well, the day of laughing is going to change to a day of rejoicing, let me tell you. Those that have laughed will find Jesus is real and they will give their lives to Jesus. And where there was doubt, there will be faith and confidence in Jesus. Because that's the Jesus way, isn't it? And then, like the beginning, that we broke into this, what I call how Jesus moves our interruption to his appointment. Remember the leper came out and kind of interrupted him? Then uh, there was another incident, somebody interrupted him, then the woman had this you know, 12 years of issue, she came out and interrupted him. Jesus wants us to interrupt him. Because he knows that first we'll interrupt our normal. We stop saying, Jesus, help me. And we start saying, Jesus, I'll help you. We stop saying, Jesus, do it through me. And we start saying, Jesus, I can do it, you watch. No, no, Jesus wants to interrupt that. I said come and mess it up. I believe Jesus is saying, no, no, come and set aside with me. Come and find me. Come and spend some time aside from me. Come and set up your day in the morning so that you, you win the day. Man, I'm going I'm to silence people that laugh. I'm going to silence the voices. I'm going to make a difference not just to us, but through us. And then he says, verse 25, he took her by the hand. Now, this is outrageous. It was bad enough that Jesus took the hand of a leper, but now he was touching the dead. You're not supposed to do that, Jesus. Fortunately, there was nobody in the room that thought like that. Five people in the room were Peter, James, and John, and Gerald's parents. But Jesus will touch even the things that seem lifeless touch them and immediately they'll come to life and he wants to do that this morning today this afternoon wherever you're watching even those promises that you thought were dead Jesus wants to touch and bring them back to life even the way that you used to walk with Jesus those of you already know him and maybe you know maybe you just you just don't feel quite so with it he wants to touch that and bring it back to life Maybe you've just been distracted or maybe you've just deliberately gone down a route. It's like, oh, well, who cares? Jesus cares and he wants to come into your life and touch it. Maybe you're watching, maybe you're in the room and you think, well, yeah, I kind of call myself a Christian, but i kind of come to the end of the sentence now. Jesus is putting a comment there saying, come on, there's more. I've been a Christian for 40 years. Have you or have you been one 40 times? sorry, but he wants us to mature in the knowledge of God. He wants us to grow up, so never come to a full stop. Jesus, teach me your way. I said that 10 years ago, I forgot to say it. No, let's keep saying it, that I might know you. And Jesus, even now, even those that are watching, whether it's live or whether it's in recorded time, Jesus wants to come into your home and touch your life to change it. Like the leper, no skin disease. What leper? Like the dead daughter. What dead daughter? She's not dead, she's asleep. Wake up! And sometimes, again, I, okay, sometimes I even talk to myself. Wake up! Why are you so miserable? Cheer up! Psalm so 145. I will exalt you. I don't want to. Do it! I don't want to. Shut up! Do it! Okay! <laughs> Sometimes we just got to talk to ourselves. What yeah. if you only knew my life? He does. <laughs> if you only knew what I'm like. He does. He does. You, listen, stop spoiling my jokes. <laughs> That's rude. <laughs> I, I don't know whose mouth moved. I can't tell whose mouth moves. Could be anybody's. But Jesus wants to touch lives. Even if we think there's nothing worthwhile in it, Jesus says, "My touch adds the value. My touch is the gold. My touch is the goodness." Come on, this is good. I've only heard this once before. This is, I'm hearing it again. This is thank you, Jesus. Then, as a result of this, let's just finish this because then God wants to move and do some amazing things. Verse 26, news of this spread throughout the region. And I believe as we say, Jesus, just come in. Jesus, I want to be intimate with you, be intimate with me. Jesus, I'm going to get rid of all of the the doubt and I'm going to live in the comma of it, not just in the full stop. I'm going to get rid of the noise. I'm going to get rid of everything that's lifeless. The news about Jesus working through your life is going to spread. Like a virus. We need to increase our sea rate, not the R rate, I know what that's for, the C rate, so that one of us chases a thousand and two ten thousand, yeah. that's a good C rate, I will tell you what, that's very contagious with the presence of Jesus, hello, is that one of you, and I don't remember here, let's say there's a hundred people here, that's a lot of people, people watching on screen, there's 80 watching on YouTube, hello, is that every one of them Jesus wants to touch your life to such a degree that you touch a multitude. Spread. It's spread like wildfire. God wants to work through your life like a stone being dropped into a middle of your puddle of your circumstances and you can't stop it. Let's all stand up, shall we? If you're at home, you can stand up if you can. If you're able to. Is this making any sense to anybody? Are you sure? You're gonna come back next week? Oh, hello, there's a lot of bottom end there. Praise the Lord, I love a bit of bass. That was cool. Just close your eyes a minute. I don't wanna tell anybody off, but I'm going to. Whenever you close your eyes, don't just look down on the floor. I know we tend to do that, but I encourage you not to do that. Because in my experience, no answers come up from the ground. That's usually where all my problems are. (laughs) It's where all my issues are. When, when we pray, just slightly look up because it's like, okay, Lord, I'm looking now, I'm expectant now, I'm ready now, I'm waiting now. If you're at home, you can do this. I might know whether you're looking up or not, to be honest. But no, I'm looking with expectation. Jesus, I need you today. I want you today. Jesus, please come into my house, my home, my life, my marriage, if that's relevant, my single journey, if that's relevant maybe you're widowed or separated or whatever 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 Jesus wants to come anyway just invite him talk to Jesus talk to Jesus talk beyond any noise of oh we won't do that or nothing's happening or oh it's all right for them that's the noise of lifelessness forget that kick that out just say Jesus just come into my life just just come and fill my life afresh I need you, I want you and I believe you're here and as I breathed you in earlier I'm going to breathe you in again you are my breath and let Jesus touch the dead parts things that maybe we thought were written off God hasn't written them off this, this year for Kingdom Faith Church for many of you that are part of Kingdom Faith this is a year of redemption God putting things back how he wanted them to be and he's doing it right now. In your life, he wants to put your journey with him back how he wants it to be. Intimate, close, you hear his voice. You know it's God. He says the Holy Spirit, you know it's the Holy Spirit. When you read your Bible, it's like Jesus sitting on your bed talking to you. When you have a time of praise, it's like you just see God building a defence around you and a defence for you. In a time of worship, you're just sensing the overwhelming presence of Jesus. When you're just going out in life, you just feel God directing your path somewhere, and you don't know how, you just, one step after another. Father, I want to thank you right now for everybody in the room, everybody in the room in their own home, that you come as a response to every invitation. Everyone who asks receives, my Bible tells me. So the only people that don't get anything are those that don't ask. Sorry, I said I was a simple guy. <laughs> so Father, I want to thank you right now that you touch... And you revive the weary, the broken-hearted. We sang it, but we want to experience it. I thank you that you came for the weary, for the broken-hearted. I thank you that you take away pain of emotional breakdown. You take it away. I thank you that you come and bring your love, your goodness, your mercy. People with a physical heart condition, I wanna thank you that you are doing something in that area right now. You're reshaping valves. Arteries in, arteries out. I don't know what it's called, I don't care. I can just see your hand manipulating where there has been a a miss of of rhythm, whatever that's called, who knows, don't know. But I know God, you're resetting the rhythm of hearts. Some of these are online, this is you. I know there's some people online. It's called arrhythmia, I think. God wants to put rhythm back in it. There's no worry, fear. There's no rush of blood to the head. There's no, you're flaking out when you get up quickly. No, no, God wants to stabilise that and strengthen that. Come on, then. Two of us agree. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You want to touch that. Even where that condition, you've just carried it for months, years, decades. Lord is saying... Let me touch that dead part, that lifeless part. Give it to me. I'll touch it. I'll change it. I'll transform it because I am the way, the truth, and the life. Hallelujah. Come on, I'll touch it. Let him just say, Lord, I'll just give you this. I'm just going to give you this. Lord, I've carried it long enough. When all the time at the cross, you carried it for me, I'm going to give it you. Carry it. Take it. Thank you, Jesus. fears. Panic attacks. Give it to Jesus. Give it to the Lord. Say, Lord, I don't want to live, not wondering whether if I go out I'm going to freak out. No, He wants us to go out and not freak out. Lord, I'm going to give you that. Uh, well, I was told it was this, this, this. Bless them, love them, but Jesus has the last word. Amen. <laughs> not you, Amen. not me. Jesus has the last word. Amen. <laughs> In that sense. He is the full stop. All right? Don't put a full stop where there isn't one. Father, I want to thank you for your healing power at work right now. Even in this room, I can see it. Father, I thank you for unblocking, blocked up ear. You might think this is a bit weird. I thank you that you want us to be hearers. Right here. Who's that got an issue with the right ear that God's just touching? Who's that? Thank you. God's healing it right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Right here. Pop, it will go. And that's it. No more issues. If God's ministering to you that are online, please send in a praise report. You can do that anytime. time. Info at i just press the link. We'd love to hear what God is doing. I need to bring this to a close because time is coming. But just to stay in the presence of the Lord, I'm going to read out four things that I'd like us to do, whether we're in the room or whether we're online. These will be available online after service. You can double-check them. They will come up on the screen here, but stay in this place, if you can, and open your eyes. So, first one is, what's God saying to me today? To you. All right? You don't have to answer. It's not a quiz. We're all successors in Jesus. Hallelujah. But what's God, asked, what's God been saying to me today? Just have a bit of a think and a pray about that over the next few days. Second one is, what, what do I need to change or do differently as a result of what God said today? Maybe we've just got to tell some noise to be quiet. Maybe we've just got to maybe phone our small group leader or a, or a praying person, just say, come on, I'm going to see a breakthrough in this area. Will you pray with me? Y- yeah? Maybe you just need to go and say sorry to someone because we did something and it's like, oh, you shouldn't have done that. Yep, so what am I going to do? Thirdly, Where do I need some help for this change? Maybe I just need a bit of input. I I don't know what God is saying. I think it's this. Can you help me? Maybe we need to join a small group because maybe there's some Peter, James and John people in there that can help you and me on our journey of discovering Jesus. I have no idea. Maybe on the screen, on on screen at home, Maybe, maybe that's you. And then lastly, what am I expecting God to do this week? Because, because it, it's my conviction that days like today are awesome. Don't you just love being with Jesus? Well, don't think that you leave him when you go out the room. Because you don't. Because remember, Jesus wants you, me, us as church, whether you're in the UK or overseas, to see the greater miracles, the greater release of God's power, far more in the future we've seen in the past let's just give the Lord some praise and glory shall we, i going to hand over to Pastor Clive, if you're back, if you're watching on the screen, you can clap Jesus, come on let's raise a bit of a shout, let's raise a bit of a noise in the room hallelujah, thank you Lord thank you Jesus thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast, we trust it's been an encouragement to you